Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Beginner's Mind Show. I think it was the year 2008. I happened to watch a documentary about uh, discovering the power of your mind and using the law of attraction and creating your own reality and that blew me away and I started experimenting with it. And if you've done that too, if you've experimented with the law of attraction, the power, your power to manifest your own reality, let us know in the comment section. Um, but I had, I came across a story of a certain author who put up a million dollar check on the roof and we and would look at it and say, oh, I can manifest that, would absorb, would take it in, would, you know, do all the things that were required to do that. And he did um, sign a book contract worth more than a billion dollars. I said, okay, let me, I was moving back to India to start my new journey, as so many of you might have heard several times before, so I will not go into that. But I said, okay, let me write a 100,000 rupees check, a one lakh rupee check, uh, payable to my firm's name um, and see what happens. So long story short, I had this check written out to me and I would look at it frequently. Four years went by, we started signing clients, never got that exact one and five zeros check. Six years went by because there were all these taxes involved, right? Even if you would bill a client exactly for one lakh rupees, there'd be some sort of tax reduction at source and it would not end up being the magical figure. But here's the thing. Went and spoke to a banking company in Nepal at some stage and Nepal does not tax Indian firms. So six years later, I had this check in my mail addressed to my firm with one and five zeros exactly. And that blew my mind away uh, about the possibilities of what we can do if we tune into the powers that uh, enable us to do all this magical stuff in our life. Today's guest will help you uh, take that power to the next level. I am pleased to welcome Regan Hillier, who's a serial entrepreneur, one of the globe's leading manifestation, manifestation coaches, a self-made multimillionaire, a global speaker and philanthropist. Harnessing her innovative coaching methods, Regan has created over 50 millionaires with her client circle. You could be the next on the list. And she's also taught thousands to build successful businesses operable from anywhere in the world. She's well known, and you might have come across some of her videos on YouTube or other platforms where a lot of her information goes viral. Uh, she's well known for her energetic architecture method, which equips you to manifest the life of your dreams on every level, free from limiting beliefs. And Regan's on a mission to elevate the world using her knowledge and energetic gifts to help people have it all on their terms. She's here to disrupt your version of normal, my friends, to help you break free of archaic limiting self-belief systems and to help you achieve abundance in all aspects, financial, personal abundance. Please join me in welcoming Regan Hillier, who's originally from Auckland, New Zealand, cur currently in Santorini, Greece. Regan, you're welcome to the show. Hi, Simmer. Thank you so much for having me. It's so good to be here. Absolute pleasure. I must confess, I watched uh, some of your videos on Mind Valley on the power of uh, manifestation, and I thought it'll be the usual five or ten minutes that I watch to gather information and have some, um, you know, food for um, conversation today. But I ended up watching almost forty-five minutes because it was all coming, <laughs> all coming from your authentic personal experience. It was very simple. It was very relatable, and um, I really enjoyed watching that. And for all those who've tuned into this conversation today, we'll share the links for those videos as well, as well as to Regan's uh, online courses, etc., in the description box. So make sure once you're done watching the show here today, you go out and explore that. Regan, thank you so much for your time. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you. I'm excited for this conversation. Mm -hmm. Santorini, Greece, huh? Santorini, Greece. Yeah. We got in here about <laughs> 2 a.m. in the morning. Oh, wow. <laughs> so oh, wow. Good to be here after some Amsterdam airport delays. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
it's on my list and I have a vision board in my office where I have this, um, I think a lot of anybody who uses a vision board <laughs> would have an image of Santorini, Greece. Um, <laughs> chances are very high. It's all over the, you know, <clears throat> magazines and everything. Um, and so I, I'd like to kickstart our discussion today about something that you mentioned in one of your videos about success being 80% inner work and 20% strategy. Um, which is against conventional wisdom. Conventional wisdom would put a lot of emphasis on, you know, goal setting and measurement and other things, keep track of things. Um, you're flipping the, the, the model here, saying it's 80% inner work and only 20% strategy. I'm personally also a huge believer in that, uh, in the power of inner work. But I'd love to hear from you, um, you know, given your expertise, what are things people should be doing? Talk to us about the power of the inner world in creating a successful, abundant life. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I had a mentor of mine that shared this with me and told me, you know, Regan, it's 80% your inner game, your mindset, your energy, your social conditioning, you know, uh -huh. how you choose to condition yourself from the inside out, right? And clearing out anything that's blocking you and stopping you internally. And then 20% what you actually then do in your life on the outside. Mm -hmm. And he shared this with me because I was doing completely the opposite. I mean, I was probably on like 98% the action on the outside <laughs> and like 2% mm -hmm. of the inner work if you were lucky and I was in a place where I was over six figures in personal debt and I was trying all these different strategies I was trying to start these businesses and nothing was working mm -hmm. and then when he told me this that sent me off on a different path and I started exploring the world of NLP and hypnosis and energy work and and, and the mm -hmm. mind and going deeper into that realm Mm -hmm. Something really interesting happened when I started working on myself from the inside out, combined with the strategies and the action I was taking in my life and in my companies, everything started shifting and changing. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, whoa, hang on, there's really something to this. And mm -hmm. I went even deeper into that world, fused with that 20%, because that 20% is still important. So this mm -hmm. inner world it's a range of different tools. It could look like journaling. It could look like meditation. It could look right. like vision boards. It could look like sitting down with yourself and being really raw and real and honest with where you're mm -hmm. at and where you want to go. It can be very simple or it yep. can be deeply complex if you mm -hmm. want it to be, you know? So uh, yeah, there's a range of different tools there, but what's important is that you're doing something from the inside out and whatever starts working for you, do more of that. That's great advice. It's important that you're doing something and whatever works for you, do more of that. Uh, you know, I can relate it to my speaking career. There was a time where I would put in the 80% in the strategy and just 20% in the inner work of late. Uh, and thanks to a lot of, you know, spiritual guidance and meditation and reading Sufi philosophy and so many other things, I've, I've also started doing a lot more of the inner work and a lot less of the strategizing. Um, I believe it's, it's more energy work. When I'm on stage, I thought it was more to do with the intellect earlier in the, in the first part of my career, but I believe now it's more to do with the energy and the spirit. So I let the intellect calm down after I've reassured my intellect, okay, we have your checklist taken care of. We have the yeah. lighting and the everything else taken care of. And now let the spirit take over. Let let all worries uh, be kept aside and let, let the inner voice speak. Um, and in terms of connecting with the audience too, and I've seen it's done wonders for me there. So I definitely agree. Um, as you rightly said, uh, inner work is a huge chunk of it, whether it's me going on stage or somebody creating financial abundance. Range of tools, guys, as Regan already mentioned, and we'll explore some of them as we go further into this conversation. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, most people think that money is our currency, but mm. really frequency is our currency mm. at the end of the day. Ah, and when you really understand this and harness this and know that, you realize that there's an energetic exchange happening. If that's mm. you with one person, if that's you with the universe, you with God, great spirit, whatever label you'd like to use, or if yep. that's with a room of people and an audience, it's this energetic exchange. It's this frequency exchange. And if you're able to, to, emits a high frequency that other people go wow you know i want to be around that i want to learn from that i want to receive this energy and this frequency mm -hmm. that something very magical happens you know someone you know in this example right someone could be standing on stage and give the most profound um, knowledge talk with all the yeah. right points and fancy slides but the frequency could be mm -hmm. a complete mismatch for what everyone's mm -hmm. wanting to receive energetically in which case people go wow okay i learned a lot but i'm not drawn to that person i mm -hmm. learned a lot but I don't really feel that that's for me, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and there's that lack of rapport and that lack of connection because people don't yeah. understand that the true currency is frequency. True. And uh, as you rightly said, some might even observe that, oh, I, lo I loved what he had to say conceptually, but I'm not moved emotionally by it. Yeah. Uh, and, and, I, and I love what you said. Guys, I think that's worth typing in in the comments section. Frequency is my currency. Let's go ahead and do that now. One of our most important takeaways today, frequency is my currency currency. Look after your frequency because that's your real cur currency in creating the life that you want. Yeah. And do you know what, Regan, that reminds me what you just said about the, the about the source and the inner world that reminds me about a quote from Rumi who said, everything you see has its roots in the unseen world. The forms may change, yet the essence remains the same. Every wonderful sight will vanish. Every sweet word will fade. But do not be disheartened, he says. The source they came from is eternal, growing, branching, giving out new life and new joy. Why do you weep, says the Sufi master Rumi? Why do you weep? The source is within you and this whole world is springing up from it. That gives me goosebumps every time I read it. The source is within you and it, everything you see is springing up from it. Um, talking about the power of manifestation. Your thoughts on, uh, on um, you know, certain spiritual practices that one might embody in order to manifest uh, an abundant life, Regan? Absolutely, yes. I mean, I, I believe that all of this, again, is within all of us right now. And we're able to tap into these pieces of ourselves and actually connect to a source higher than us, greater than us, but also embodied through us in order to tap into what we desire. And mm -hmm. I really believe that ultimately manifestation is our natural state. It's our natural mm -hmm. state of being. You know, when we tap into our soul, our soul is pure light. Our soul is infinite intelligence. Our soul is 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 spirit embodied through us effectively, right? And so when we tap into our innate power in that way, from the power of the soul, we start realizing, whoa, anything that's not that, anything that's blocking that, stopping that, holding me back from that is simply an illusion. And it's something that we can play with. It's malleable, it's tangible. It's something that's come maybe from our childhood or it's something that's been projected upon us through society or it's a lower version of ourselves. And when we start clearing that, it's not about becoming this greater thing in, in life. It's actually about returning back to this natural essence. And when we tap mm -hmm. into that, we start tapping into the magic of manifestation. And it, it's it's very spiritual, actually, when you, when you mm -hmm. get to the core of it. And I think what, what you just said um, reinforces my belief as well that w we are born into a natural state of ease and manifestation and, you know, um, uh, the knowing that things will fall into place, you know, 
uh, playing that connect the dots game and other sort of things, um, going with the flow of things rather than trying to make them happen all the time. And um, <clears throat> but somehow, during the course of so-called growing up, uh, the process of education and so many other things, or absorbing sometimes maybe indirectly absorbing limiting beliefs from your environment, from your culture, from your parents, from your few bad experiences that you have in life, we arrive to dangerous conclusions. We arrive to conclusions that uh, become the biggest impediment uh, on our own journey of success and manifestation. I am sure you must have encountered some typical common um, blocks to manifestation that um, could you talk to us about, um, you know, what those blocks might be with the intent to help our audience identify their blocks and begin removing them? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've had so many of those blocks show up and still do mm. because mm. this is a constant process of evolution. And I don't think mm. anyone stops having these pieces of themselves that show up to alchemize um, unless they choose to leave this plane and they're no longer here in the physical human experience, you know. Mm -hmm. And so for me, yeah, there's been a lot of self-doubt. There's been self-sabotage patterns. There have been fears which have shown up. There have been belief systems within my mind which have traced back to going, oh, that's from my parents. Oh, uh -huh. my dad used to say that when I was a kid, you know. And the important thing is to make sure you're having an observer seat perspective on this where you can zoom out and realize that, oh, these are blocks and limitations, but they're not me. And, mm -hmm. and you don't want to associate in the sense that I'm a fearful person. I am not good enough. The minute you put I am in, in front of something, it becomes very powerful. So you want to be aware yeah. of that and it, it, zoom out and be like, oh, okay, well, I'm me or I'm a soul mm -hmm. or my name and I'm having an experience of fear right now. Mm -hmm. I am experiencing a thought that's not powerful and from mm -hmm. this place you can actually you know zoom out and, and go wow okay it's almost like you're you're driving a car towards your next destination to your dream your vision your goal where you desire to be and then you look in the rear vision mirror and you notice that fear is sitting in the back seat and it's trying to uh -huh. suffocate it's trying to distract you it's trying to have you not drive the car forward but you are not fear fear is mm -hmm. in the back seat mm -hmm. and you have a choice to either be consumed by the fear and by the limits and go, oh gosh, I can't drive this car. I'm going to get out. It's, I, I am a fearful person or, okay, let me understand the fear. Let me mm -hmm. see why is fear showing up? Oh, maybe mm -hmm. it's showing up to keep it safe. Maybe it's mm -hmm. showing up to keep me in my comfort zone. Maybe right. it can't see what's on the other side of my manifestation and that's scary. So it's showing mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. We can understand these blocks and these limitations at a deeper level, we start going, oh, I see, I have some power over this instead of mm. being consumed by it. Wow, that, that's a great way to look at it. I have some power over it instead of being consumed by it because I have the power to uncover where it came from. I have the power to uncover why it's a part of me and thereby I have now the power to challenge it and um, to discover that it's false. Um, you know, the Japanese have a wonderful technique. They call it the, it's a management technique, but I think it can be applied to self-improvement, the 5 Y technique. Um, I was working with a bunch of school kids the other day, and one of them asked a question. I do a Q&A session with school kids, and we film it, we put it out on YouTube for others to benefit. Uh, she had this question about um, stress, uh, about being stressed in life. And I use the 5 Y technique. I said, so why do you feel stressed? Because I have a lot of things to do. And why do you have a lot of things to do? Because there's pressure from parents to do this, 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 and why, and why, and why. And by the fifth why, we uncovered the real cause of her stress was her procrastination. And mm. deeper within, the cause was desire for perfection. 
And, you know, so we could uh, trace that. And I think if we apply a similar process to our limiting beliefs as well, question, 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 we uncover where it came from and then present evidence which contradicts it, we're in a position now to install a new belief. Um, I've had this on my travels across the world, you know, living in five different countries and whenever I would move to a different place, be a little bit apprehensive about how well I would fit in and, you know, uh, into my new home, into this new culture, have a new job, a new career, et cetera, et cetera. But then I would look for positive, empowering examples, look for helpful, friendly people, look for the person who went out of his way at Circular Key Station, Sydney in the CBD to tell me where my um, school was, where my hotel school was. And, you know, so, so wow, there's that one person. I think all we need is just a couple of those examples where um, it, we might have 98 other examples which um, are disempowering, but we could have these two which really brighten up our day and we should tend to hang on uh, onto those. Your thoughts on this? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, you know, life is always going to throw you a polarities of all different experiences and all different people and all different energies, but it's how you choose to respond to it that really counts. Uh -huh. And, you know, we were traveling yesterday from Amsterdam um, through to Greece and I, I, we got in the car from the Amsterdam hotel and the driver was just angry. <laughs> <laughs> having a bad day he was an angry person just two minutes late um to the from the from the time that the taxi was meant to pick me up and uh he spoke to me like very rude and um raised his voice a little and i you know got in the car and at the end of the taxi ride he kind of slammed the door and everything and threw my bag out onto the onto the onto the airport sidewalk and just turned around and said to him like man you know i know you might not be having the best day but just check in on your energy because it's probably affecting you more than it's going to mm -hmm. affect anyone else. Mm -hmm. And it's probably not the best way to be. There could yeah. be a way where maybe you you deal with this a little bit and you enjoy your day a little bit mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. Like I don't care got in the car. And then we went through. <laughs> instead of going through customs and often when you go through customs you get a lot of similar energies people are mm -hmm. frustrated people aren't taking their liquids out of the bag the guy's like why can't everyone just follow the instructions and we got <laughs> met with this guy who was just pure love he had his heart wide open i was wow. carrying an instrument through customs and he was like what is this instrument he's like i want you to do a performance for me and he was joking and he was playing <laughs> and right. he was in the best and the same thing afterwards, I, I thanked him and I said, thank you so much for your energy. I don't think you realize how wow. you're really positively affecting people and mm -hmm. your environment. And mm -hmm. he was like, oh, wow, thank you so much. And he was beaming and he was so happy that his energy was also recognized and received. And so, you know, there's a few things going on here. People always are responsible for their own frequencies and their mm -hmm. own fields. And they get mm -hmm. to choose that. And I'm pretty sure that taxi driver probably didn't have a good rest of the day because of the knock-on effect from his own state. And I'm pretty sure the airport guy had an amazing, fun, beautiful, light-filled, heart-centered day because of his own energy. And what's important is that as I navigated through all these external situations, I didn't let myself be pulled too far into any of them. You know, you could be pulled too far into the anger of the taxi driver and then I'm frustrated and then I don't even see the nice guy at customs mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I'm in this vibration. Or yeah. I could have, you know, dealt with that and then got to the customs guy and been on this high and then being really upset when the next person didn't speak to me like that, right? <laughs> so we don't want to move far with our energies. We want to always be in our center and be the witness of 
whatever's happening around us externally so that we can learn from it, so that we can unlock these pieces, so we can see these reflections in ourselves and ultimately hold the center where we're not pulled too far out of it either way. That's beautiful. And you've already answered one of the questions that was coming up in my mind about how do I protect myself from these external um, energies? And I think the, the answer is right there. And what you just said is to find your own center of balance and not be impacted yes. way too much by either one of them. The second thing I love about what you just said is the compliment about energy. We get compliments for our outfits, the perfumes we wear, etc. Uh, but rarely do we, and I think we should all start this, uh, acknowledging, appreciating people for the positive energy that they they bring and that's how we build up more of it so thank you so much for that um, and Regan I, I was gonna move on to um, a very important question about um, the power of the subconscious mind in this entire process of tapping into your inner power to create um, you know there's there's been tons of material out there what are your views what is the role of the subconscious or superconscious or whatever term that you prefer to use um, in this and um, do affirmations work? For example, that that was coming. That was my personal question there in terms of uh, activating law of attraction or manifestation. Absolutely. So the subconscious mind or the superconscious mind or the unconscious mind, whatever label you'd like to use, is very, very, very important. And most people out there think that your uh, your conscious mind is in control. So mm -hmm. if I'm thinking positive thought, then that's going to manifest what I want. And this is where people get a little stuck with affirmations because they're mm -hmm. thinking, you know, I manifest the money I want. I manifest the money I want, yet the money doesn't turn up. Why? Often because their unconscious reality isn't in alignment with having already received the amount of money that they desire, for example. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like there's a huge ship and there's there's the crew and they're adjusting the sails and they're checking the bearing and there's there's a whole team of 50 people on this, this huge ship steering the ship and, and there's a captain, right? And you might say, well, who's in control of the ship? Is it the captain or is it the crew? And many people would say like, oh, it's the captain because he's the one saying, go to port, go to starboard, watch out for this thing here, adjust the sails. Okay, he's barking the orders, but if he barks the orders and the, the crew don't do what he wants, then the ship doesn't move forward. Mm -hmm. So actually your conscious mind is like the captain and it's like, go here, do this. But your unconscious mind is the crew. It's mm -hmm. the thing that's actually making the boat move forward. Your unconscious mind is also automatically pumping the blood through your body. It's it's scratching that that your shoulder when you have a little itch. You don't think I need to scratch my shoulder, move my hand. Scratch, right? You just do it. You do it in the moment. It's right. it's happening unconsciously, automatically under the surface. And it's the same with our belief system. All of these beliefs and all of these energy states, vibrations and frequencies are running automatically underneath the surface. So Yes, we want the affirmations. Yes, we want to command our mind to say and, and think certain things, but we've then got to go a little bit deeper and actually get our system unconsciously and energetically into alignment with that, which comes into the feeling. It comes into the state. If, if let's say it's a money goal you're looking to manifest, it's not enough just to affirm that that money will come. You need to ask yourself, how would it feel if I already had that manifested right mm -hmm. now? How would it mm -hmm. feel if that money already in my life and close your eyes and sit down even one or two minutes and feel that feeling and then allow yourself to notice oh there's a feeling that maybe i don't deserve it coming up great that's mm -hmm. sitting in your unconscious and you're pulling that from your unconscious reality into your conscious system so you can consciously shift it and change it 
and bring your unconscious system into alignment. So yes, affirmations work, but only if your unconscious system is on board. Otherwise, they are not very useful, to be honest. Mm, unless they're accompanied by feelings, if I understand correctly, you're talking about the, the, the having the feeling part go with it, right? Yes, definitely. The feeling, the state, the vibration and the feeling of it already being done. Because there's a difference between having a feeling of I hope something will happen mm -hmm. versus this is what it feels like if it was here now. And you might be thinking, well, I don't know what that feels like because my manifestation isn't here now, <laughs> mm -hmm. but you actually get to import that feeling from a version of you in your future that's already done it. And this is not complicated. You don't need a, to meditate in a cave for 10 days to have this feeling. You mm -hmm. can literally sit down, close your eyes and just simply allow yourself to imagine if I had this now, what would it feel like? And even if you get just a tiny little feeling, that's great. Do it again and then do it again and do it again. And eventually this feeling will become stronger. It'll double, it'll triple, it'll rush through your system. And until you're in a place where it feels so strong that you open your eyes and you're like, oh, my manifestation's actually here. But we mm -hmm. need the energetic conditioning to go with the conditioning of our mind as well. So the energy comes first, the feeling comes first. We go mentally into that space first before it manifests in the physical reality. And we have the control, whether some people like to believe it or not, but we, we have the control of how we feel. And by tinkering with that, we can create a mental space where we can step into that. I'd love to quote Neville Goddard here, and I love some of his work on the subject. Um, and I have this written, you know, this little thing written, I read it frequently um, to remind myself what Neville said on the feeling aspect, that which you feel yourself to be, you are, and you are given that which you are. So assume the feeling that would be yours were you already in possession of your wish, and your wish must be realized. Live in the feeling of being the one that you want to be, and that you shall be. Living, Live in the feeling of being the one you want to be, and that you shall be. It gives me goosebumps every time I... Uh, wow. listen to it and um, I, I listened to one of your talks you mentioned about carrying yourself like the million dollar version of yourself um, and I think this is resonating with that uh, please speak to us on that subject of how to live in the feeling of the persons that we want to be that we aspire Absolutely. to be. Yeah, well, you touched on it before, Simmer, in the case that we actually have full and complete control over how we get to feel every day. And many people might not even realize this, mm -hmm. but think about this. You know, you wake up and your alarm goes off and you're kind of grumpy that you have to get out of bed and then you get out of bed and you stub your toe and then you're like, ow, and then you, you get in your car and you're kind of frustrated and you're late and then the lights aren't the lights that you want at the traffic lights. So the state keeps building. Mm -hmm. And at any moment, you did have the power to stop Yep. and go, okay, cool. let me change my state. Sure. Let me change my emotions. Let me change how I'm being right now. All right, mm -hmm. I woke up late. I stubbed my toe. I'm not going to let this depict the rest of my day. I'm going to mm -hmm. choose to get in a good vibe. And mm -hmm. you can change shift your state by just choosing that. You can change your different state by putting on music and moving your body. Anything you want to do that kind of snaps you out of the state that you're getting in, that's spiraling you down. And instead, you want to spiral up with your energy. And so alongside this is also your identity. And many people think they just are who they are. But actually, again, you have a choice with your identity, you have a choice with the version of you that you're choosing to bring to the table each and every single day. 
And so what most people do is they live out their life and they just be them and eventually they grow and they evolve and, you know, five, 10, 20 years later, they're a more evolved version of them. But people don't realize that you can actually bend your reality and actually use the embodiment of your identity as a tool to actually accelerate your manifestation. So think about this. If you take yourself back five years ago and then speed yourself up to now, you're still you. Just versus five years ago, you're a more evolved, obviously better looking version of yourself. It's just how it works, right? (laughs) And so if you put yourself at now right now and you put yourself in your future five years out from now, you can naturally gradually evolve over those five years and it can take five years or right now you can choose to connect with that version of you five years out from now that's walked your path, that's manifested the manifestations, that's gone through the challenges, that's unlocked the gifts, all of it, that version of you that's become that powerful version of you. And you can literally ask yourself, okay, how does this version of me from my future, how do they walk? How do they talk? What do they think about? What do they act upon? What are they doing in their life every day? What are they eating? How do they feel their body? What kind of people are they around? Do they invest in themselves? Do they not? What kind of environments do they have? What do they say yes to? What Mm -hmm. do they say no to? And you can go on the stream of downloading this information and literally answering these questions from your higher self. And then you're choosing to be that now instead of waiting five years for that version of you to click in, you go, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to act from that place. Now I'm going to say yes to that thing. Now I'm going to say no to those people. Now Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be around these people anymore. I'm going to actually get around these people now because that's what higher version of myself would do. Mm-hmm. And when you start acting, see how it's the 80% that you download and then the 20% mm-hmm. of the action that you then take and you start being this, this, um, this embodied version of you, you then start creating these external reflections and manifestations uh, that reflect back your internal reality that you're mm-hmm. choosing in that moment. So mm-hmm. it, it's called identity hacking. It's an amazing tool. It's super simple. And people can be playing with this every day. Like this is something that should probably be taught in school that is never talked about. Mm-hmm. As opposed to kids playing with gadgets and other things which have their own <laughs> place. But hey, you're playing with the most important tool ever, the gift of human imagination. And as Regan rightly said, the time to do that is now, not at a future point of time. The time to, uh, and I feel, you know, how we carry ourselves, how we dress up, these simple things, music, you talked about hacks. Um, these simple things change the way we feel about ourselves, change the way we feel about our future. And I think one very important question is, a lot of people, when you said project yourselves into the future and see whether you, you know, you're talking about a positive image there, of course, for somebody who's actively taking charge of this process. But I am pretty sure there's a huge majority out there when they think of the future and they project themselves into the future, it's a dreadful, scary image because mm. they they feel they're the victims of this entire game. You know, they're in this game and they're victim yeah. of circumstances and they run on autopilot mode. That's a very important point, what you just mentioned about picking up the phone and going through a road routine. That's autopilot. And if you've handed over your life to an autopilot, um, you know, you get ready to accept the results uh, as well um, of the autopilot program. You got to take charge through hacks, um, as Regan just mentioned, with simple hacks and pausing frequently during the day to correct your state of mind. Lao Tzu, the Chinese philosopher, said it beautifully. He said, once you correct your mind, the rest of your life falls into place. And when I first heard those words, it didn't make sense. The rest of my life will fall into place once I correct my thinking, as simple as that. And over the years, I think, if anyone's ever been able to capture so much wisdom in a one-liner, the credit goes to our Chinese philosopher here. <laughs> Once mm-hmm. you correct your thinking, the rest of your life will fall into place. And is yes. That, mm. 
Absolutely. And also correct your perception of reality because, you know, for the people that are like, oh, you know, my future is going to be doom and gloom because my life has been doom and gloom and my life has been like this or my future will be like this. It's really important to sit back and realize, okay, hang on. What's going on? I'm at now, right now. This is my Mm -hmm. current reality. This is now. And if I look back on my past, it is what it is, but it is my past. You can't change it. You can't pick it up. You can't put it in a wheelbarrow and give it to me and be like, here's my past. It's, it's been done and gone. Mm -hmm. And the thing, what we do often as humans is we do something where we unconsciously map our past reality into our future reality because we're running this program that our past equals our future. And it's just not true. Mm. It's not true at all. Actually, when you're at now, right now, you have a moment, every single new moment that now clicks over, like now it's now, Mm -hmm. and now it's now again, Mm -hmm. and now it's a new now, right? Mm -hmm. So the time is moving and there's a new moment and now with every breath, you have an opportunity to create a future that is not connected to your past reality. But you can only do this by taking control of your reality and saying, wow, I'm actually at now and every moment is a new chance to create a future that's completely different to my past reality. You can only do that from that place of self-empowerment. You Mm -hmm. can't do it if you're running the program of saying like, so what people are doing is they're literally in a place where they're realizing that, oh, hang on, my past doesn't equal my future. And you can only unhook from this program if you are in a place of radical self-empowerment and you're in a place where you're going, okay, cool, I'm going to choose that at every moment this new version of now is an opportunity to create a future that is completely different and unhooked from my past reality. And if you don't choose to unhook from this, it will happen on default where you do copy-paste your past Mm -hmm. into your future, but it does not happen. And that's a, that's a dangerous thing to do, you know, just copy paste the existing template and not use your originality to create something. You know, even if you're a copywriter out there and you're copy pasting stuff, that's plagiarism. You shouldn't be doing that. You should be creating original stuff and the same applies to your life. <laughs> <laughs> and I know uh, 31st yeah. December is, is not too far. It's around the corner. But guys, you know, guess what? Here's the good news. You don't have to wait until the, the New Year's to, to, to create a new version of yourselves. I mean, it's a good time to buy a journal and go through the whole, oh, I'm going to be a different person thing. But you you could do it at any moment yep. by just um, sitting sitting with yourself over a cup of coffee somewhere away from the nonsense and just deciding who do you want to be. You know, it all comes down to that in the end. Yeah, absolutely. And what most people do, you're right, yeah. is that, you know, on the 31st of December, they get their journal or on the 1st of January and they write out, okay, this is my year, my New Year's resolutions, and it's going to be different. And it is a very empowering moment for many people. But then what happens? That journal is forgotten about and <laughs> the year rolls by and you're like, oh, it didn't work because you sat down once <laughs> mm-hmm. in an attempt to do this. What if you just sat down once a month, not once a year? What if you sat down on the very first of every single month? Mm-hmm. Uh, my guess would be that would be at least 12 times more efficient than what most people do at least. Yeah. What if you then sat down once a week? Well, you mm-hmm. guys do the math. So once a day, right? You want to be mm-hmm. 360 times more efficient than that average person mm-hmm. writing out the New Year's resolutions and, and touching slightly on this inner work just once a year. So yes, it's good to do that once a year. And what if we just accelerated the timeline on that? I would put money on it that you're going to be a little bit more successful with your New Year's resolutions if they became daily resolutions. Definitely. I definitely agree with that because it's now becoming a part of who you are. And, you know, uh, you mentioned the I am thing earlier. 
and I do this silly thing in my workshops. I ask people their name. So what's your name? And the person would say, I am so and so. I said, but what, what, why don't why don't you say I think I am so and so, or I hope I am so and so? You say with confidence, I am Simarjeet Singh. That means there's absolutely no doubt about your identity there. That's the power of belief there. Uh, however, when it comes to other things, there's a whole lot of self-doubt. And if you introduce that power yeah. of I am, and these daily practices, as you mentioned, bring in that power because now um, you're reinforcing that over and over again. I'm mindful of the time that we spent in this conversation here today. But before we let you go, Regan, you touched upon vision board and certain daily practices. W would you mind sharing maybe your top three daily practices that people could use in order to improve their chances of manifesting their dream life? Absolutely. And I use a range of different tools, a range of different tools. But I, I think here's maybe what's even more important and more useful for people is not even the tool. It's how you check in and choose the tool. So every single day when I wake up, I check in and I ask myself, what does my soul need right now? Uh -huh. What does my soul need right now? Because in the personal development world, we're told, okay, these are the five things you need to do in the morning. Here's your daily ritual. You've got to be mm -hmm. doing this to become successful. And people copy that and template that. And they're like, it's not working for me. I don't know why it's not working. Well, your soul might need something completely different mm -hmm. in that moment. Mm -hmm. And we're very multidimensional beings, you know, having a multidimensional experience. And so chances are your soul might need something different on Monday than it does on Thursday. And yep. so I check and sometimes it's like, okay, my soul actually needs total silence right now. Mm -hmm. Just silence and being 10, 20 minutes. And I give it that. Even if mm -hmm. that's still lying in bed, that's inner right. work, guys. Yeah. Right? Or, or maybe my soul says, okay, I have a lot of energy running through my body. I need to move. I need to exercise. I need to work out. But in an intentional way where I'm focusing on my vision whilst I'm moving my body. Maybe yeah. my soul says, hmm. My mind is going crazy right now. I need something guided. So I go to YouTube and I listen to some sort of guided meditation or guided activation, right? Mm -hmm. You guys can find loads of these on my YouTube channel. Maybe your yep. soul is like, oh, I need to journal. There's so much in my head. I need to like purge and clear it out. Maybe mm -hmm. your soul needs to go for a walk in nature. It's going to be different. Or a glass of champagne or maybe, you know. <laughs> or a glass of champagne. Maybe it's the vibe of celebration, right? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I, I love that concept. So is is the idea here is not to make it a road routine that you have to do every day. It's not a prescription, guys. And as uh, Regan rightly yeah. said, um, get in touch with how you're feeling and what might be most useful. Um, you know, for folks out there, some of you might be introverts and you don't want to be in a in a public setting. But on other days, you might want to be among people and network and connect and share. So you know. Um, make sure there's variety in what you're experimenting with, and that's great advice there. I feel sometimes something as insignificant as putting on my favorite perfume or, you know, having a cup of coffee in the morning and just having some time to self-reflect. Or another day is my workout, and workout brings uh, this to mind, you know, about the inner work. You see, folks, these, these very good people who come to the gym, who are regulars, who know how this thing works, they spend 10 or 15 minutes warming up you know, before they go pick up those weights. They warm up, they stretch, they do this, all things. And, and some, some other people like, they go straight to the weights and then they end up with a sprain or something. I think the warm up is inner work before you begin the day, before you let the world come and take charge of your day. Have you warmed up with maybe a visualization exercise, maybe some music, gratitude, whatever it is. So um, there's been a wealth of information here. And I know this um, a lot of questions must have emerged in your mind. We would love to have Regan back um, on this podcast at some stage later on, depending upon her schedule, of course. And as I said earlier, 
tons of information out there in the description box in other videos on YouTube. Go check those out. Links to Regan's courses and books. And before we let you go for today, Regan, to enjoy the beautiful uh, Santorini in, uh, outdoors, parting words of wisdom, especially for those who are feeling stuck. Mm, thank you. Yes. Well, I love what you just touched on around the importance of having the warm up and setting up your day in that way. And that's super important. And if someone's feeling stuck, I invite you to tune into what does the rest of your day actually get to look like? Because you can warm up for half an hour and then completely disconnect from that inner work. And then the other 23 and a half hours of your day turn to absolute rubbish. Mm. And so my invitation for you is whatever you use for your warm up, like we talked about, and you get in this good state, this positive state of mind, you're excited about your life, your dreams, your visions, your goals, hold that with you. And at 10 a.m., stop and, and pause. Okay, am I still in that state? And at 2 p.m., notice that you're frustrated about something. So do the work to clear that out and come back to this energy. And then this becomes less of a morning ritual and more of a lifestyle, more of a, a state of being. And I know that when you condition yourself to go into this and you, you really commit to living your life like this, magic can unfold. And ultimately you can create a life that's barely recognizable versus where you are at. You can create a life where you have it all on your terms. And no matter what that looks like for you, it's going to be totally unique for you, but it's going to come from choosing that this is a new way of being, choosing that this is a lifestyle, choosing that this is now just who you are. And I believe it's absolutely possible for you. It is, it is, it is indeed, if we believe it. You know, I'm walking away from this conversation, a more calmer, a more reassured person. And Regan, thank you so much for sharing those, uh, not just the words of inspiration, but also this very positive energy all the way from Santorini, Greece to here in Jalandhar, Punjab. Energy travels like this very, very quickly across the universe, um, faster than the speed of light. Um, thank you so much. Have a great time in Greece. and. Um, uh, would love to have you back on the show at some stage. Thank you, Simmer. It's been amazing. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care.